Welcome to another post-retirement edition of the Dojo Talk podcast. This is episode number 178. I'm your host, Serial Sensei. We are recording this at 108 a.m. in the morning, right after UFC 285. And by we, I mean, of course, I'm always joined with my co-host, Antaku. What's going on, man? How you been? Um, I've been good. Been better. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, it it could always, could definitely always be be better. But we're here. We're, um, this almost feels like DTP of old recording an episode like right after a <laughs> pay per view ended. So we're in a we're we're in retro form, I guess. Have we ever have we ever done this when the the main event was like extremely anticlimactic? No, <laughs> I don't think so. Because the last time we did it, I think was for Connor and Habib, and that was the opposite of that. that was that, that that was hysterical. Yeah, hysterical was... chaos. It was <laughs> it was it was madness, madness. Yes. This was this was this was heavyweight. This is just quintessential heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. It was you know. But we'll we'll, we'll 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 get to it. But yeah, you know, we are here to talk about UFC uh two eighty five. Uh honestly, guys, we 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 uh we said this was so I realized we, we kind of amended our rules a little bit. So we said that there were three fights that we would come out of retirement for to do a podcast for. Yes. Um first was Takaru versus Tension. We got that. That was great. And I think the original thing was Jones versus No no, the original thing was when Jones loses. And then it switched from to when Jones loses to Jones versus Ngannou. And then that never happened. And we just said, listen, if the guy just ever fights at heavyweight, <laughs> if he just ever fights at heavyweight, don't care who he fights, we will come out of retirement and we will we will do another podcast. And that has happened. Um, we just watched all of... I don't know, 30, 45 <laughs> seconds. I don't know how long. Didn't feel like it was really that long. Uh, two minutes and four seconds. Yeah, yeah. Went by went by pretty quick. And since we are doing this uh, off the cuff, I don't really have any notes. So I guess we can just kind of kind of jump right into this. So UFC 285, of course, uh, went down. and It sure did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it went down some... Some things happened. The, the the MMA gods were stirring up some stuff. We got some. I was cool with the night. I, I I think there were a lot of you know we got some unexpected things. We got got a couple of good fights. We got I thought it was a little bit of everything. Um, it was a very MMA card. We had nut shots. We had people holding had, cages. We had refs. We had many nut shots. <laughs> yes. <laughs> had, I think I counted five. It was yeah, it was a lot. We had referees standing up fights after two seconds of somebody being on the ground. Like there was there was a lot of uh a lot of we things had, going on. We had the quintessential Herb Dean performance. Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't notice a mouthpiece for like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. Very, very MMA kind of night. Just lot lot lots of wild MMA stuff going on. Yeah, if you're if you're like a newcomer to MMA this was like like this wasn't the best card, but this was the most MMA card you could probably get. Like, yeah, it prepared you uh, for everything else it, you'll see. Just complete. Utter 
got you ready for everything else you could possibly see in an MMA fight. This card gave you all of that, and, yeah. and plus a little more. Uh, but we will start from the top, the main event, the reason why all of us were here. Uh, John Jones finally came back after three years. It felt like longer. Don't know. It just it it felt like an eternity. Um, I'll be honest. I didn't. I didn't think it was gonna happen. You want to know why it felt like an eternity? John Jones has not fought since uh, pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's February crazy. February 2020. That is and crazy. He, yeah, and when he did, he looked like shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. apparently he went to the lab. He he lifted some weights. He ate some burgers. He, he drunk some Miller Lights. Um, I'm not sure what the heavyweight regimen is, but he completed it. And... Uh, I'll say before we get to this fight, um, how did you think this was going to go? Because I, I had a hard time calling this one in my head because I, I had so many questions. But h- how did you envision this going? But, so uh, my my initial read that I posted this was that I thought Gon would win a close, competitive, but really boring kickboxing match. Um, but there were like three things that like kept me from like posting that because I've been posting like I thought Valentina would beat Grasso all week like I thought her style was just like tailor made to beat the shit out of her but I I, I've been quiet about Jones gone because I was like I can't really one I didn't know what John Jones would look like standing next to Cyril gone and when I saw them face off I'm like oh no Jones is a heavyweight like don't let the legs fool you um Two, um, Jones no longer trains at uh, Jackson Winks. He, he trains at um, Zahudo's gym. Was it Fight Ready? Mm. And my whole big thing with Jones, um, or I don't think Fight Ready is like a particularly good camp, but um, Henry Zahudo makes everybody fucking wrestle, like whether you want to or not. Like if you go there, he, he's just gonna make you like go. Be- you're you're going to wrestle. You're going to be on those mats. Um, I know it's not like just Henry Sudo's gym. I forget the coach's name, but um, Jones for whatever reason for like the past like three fights since like the Smith fight, his wrestling has just completely disappeared. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's very, it's been very inconsequential. Like there's the dude who couldn't, who couldn't take down Tiago Santos, but he was training at Fight Ready, which is like I said, like it's a gym where you're going to wrestle whether you want it or not. Um, and three, Gon's a fucking heavyweight, which means he's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like not, not like, like so like they're they're like two different types of stupid. There's like. Light heavyweight stupid where you just make like the wrong decision in fight constantly. Like the the Prochaska to Shara fight where they're literally you can literally just basically see them playing hot potato with the title because they keep just <laughs> making the wrong decisions at the wrong time. Graciously trying to give the other one, No, you have it, sir. No, I don't want it. You have it, sir. It's like no, I, exactly. I insist. I insist. And then there's heavyweight stupid, which is just like, oh, Everything's a mirage because no one's actually really good. No one even tries. Let's be real. Let's start with that. Like, I don't know if you caught any of the embedding this week or the countdown or whatever the hell the show is called now. 
But it was John Jones like working out in the gym and he's just like studying film. And it was like Cyril Gaon playing FIFA. <laughs> I did hear something about him saying like he really only trains when he has a fight. Like, yeah. yeah. And, then his, and then Coach Lopez was like, no, 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 no. He's always in the gym, but we're working with this wrestler that we got from Dagestan and this, that, and the third. And I'm just like, mm. Mm. I, I knew when he said that that he was fucked. Like, I, I, I wanted Jones to lose this fight. I don't like John Jones, but. Like as soon as I saw him on the the stage next to Gun, I was just like, he's gonna beat him, isn't he? Yeah, seeing it, seeing like standalone pictures, and then seeing them like in person, because I haven't been, I haven't kept up with any like the pre-fight anything for this. So like yeah. when I finally saw them, I was like, oh no, he actually does look like a heavyweight. I mean, his legs are still kind of skinny, but <laughs> yeah. he's he actually does look like a heavyweight. He does look yep. like a heavyweight. Um, and Oh my god. So he he did the one thing. The only reason I found this fight hard to call is because I didn't know if we were going to get I'm going to kickbox for 5 rounds John Jones or if we were going to get the old John Jones who at least mixed in his wrestling. Um so I was like if we get that John Jones, then this gets really interesting cuz I think if he takes any of these guys down, it's going to be it might be a problem. If he can yeah. keep them down, assuming that he can keep them down. Well, that's not, that's the thing. Most of these, like, unless you're like Derek Lewis and you just straight up like a circle, right? You just get up. <laughs> like, yeah, like you, you, you're, you're on your back for the whole round if you're taking that. That's like the, that's the meta heavyweight. It's just like you don't get up. Derek Jones's takedown defense is like a video game quick time event. He just smashes X. <laughs> he just gets back up. Yeah, no. Um, but but the rest but, of y'all, the rest the, of y'all don't have the it. rest of y'all. I mean, let's be real. Like, if you're 260 pounds, like getting up off your back is probably the hardest thing you can fucking do. Yeah. So I guess it makes sense, but still, like, I don't know what the heck Gon has been working on since this fight was made, like, what two three months ago, but um, it wasn't getting up. Heck, it wasn't even... Oh, my gosh. So, like, do you remember, like, prime Alexander Gustafson? I think we had this conversation about, like, his footwork being, like, terrible. Because it was literally just... Uh, 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 um, when he's, like, retreating. Because he'll literally just turn around and run away. Yeah, yeah. So, Gon did not do that. But he was in the process of doing that when he got taken down. Meaning... He basically exposed the whole backside of his body to John Jones. Right, which is a no-no. <laughs> which is a he no-no. Not, he was still in the process of throwing the punch. Uh, I think it was like a... I can't remember if it was like a left jab or like a straight left that he was switching into. like, um, Yeah, switching stances into. Um, but Joe just grabbed his waist and just dragged him to the ground like with no... No type of resistance. Yeah, I, I was surprised that even for the the and this we only working with two minutes. <laughs> how long this fight lasts? Not not a lot to pull, but from the little bit of a sample size that we got, I was actually surprised at how I don't know. Gone looked kind of like even on the feet, he looked kind of lackadaisical. Like I mean, yeah, I, I, like when when 
Gan is so used to being the faster guy. Um, and, and in a lot of cases, like the bigger guy, like he's fighting dudes like Tai Tuivasa, who is big, but he's not super long. And he's not going to cover rate. He's not going to cover distance like consistently with the jab like Jones did here. Like that jab that Jones was landing on Gan, you can tell it barred the shit out of him. Um, but yeah, no, he, he like he just did not have an answer for anything. And again, we're working with two minutes. We're working on less than two minutes because he spent like a minute on the ground. Yeah, but like that that. That like uh that that the shot he threw to get off the fence is just like you should have been the fe- on the fence in the first place. Yeah, that's not the guy to do that with. <laughs> like, yeah, not the guy to do that with. Yeah, if it's one thing when you're fighting these dudes who are like I don't know, slower than you, or like you know that they're going to try to box with you, and you can use your footwork to get out the way. It's another thing when you know the dude's trying to tie you up. Mm. You you like I was super happy like when after that um, first exchange where he just fakes left fakes right goes back left and circles his butt back to the center of the cage but he immediately gets back outside the black line which is a no no so yeah. I I feel like he didn't know like none of us knew what John Jones was gonna show up but unfortunately he was the one that was fighting John Jones so he found out. <laughs> He found out what John Jones was showing up. Yeah, and like, um, I did not expect Jones to look like ridiculously worse than he did last time. Um, even if he just chose to like kickbox with Gun, just because it's heavyweight, mm. like some of these dudes just show up looking terrible, <laughs> and it works. You know what I mean? Um, and it works. So like even even if he did like decline a little bit with his kickboxing or whatever, I figured he'd just show up and look more or less like himself. Um, but yeah, now we waited ten years for this, right? And it, <laughs> it went just like it went just like that. There, there, there are better fights for John Jones at heavyweight right now. The obvious one being the actual UFC heavyweight champion, which. Too late. Which is not that that's gone. Um, yeah, that that boat is that boat has sailed. Uh, yeah, I, I, I shouldn't even allow myself to get hyped for it. Like, it's not happening. I know like, it's not. By the time it does happen, <laughs> Francis Ngannou is going to be in his late thirties. Like, uh, uh, well, I guess John Jones is too. They're they're both about the same age. Yeah, but also. And God was coming off of ACL surgery. Mm. So, Lord knows what he's going to look like if he ever comes back. Um, Not Jones. Jones, uh, he made that look easy. Got yeah. gone down. And guess from, who gets to fight next? I'll say from, from the camera angle, I didn't even realize he had the choke in. Yeah. Because the uh, camera angle, you couldn't fully see that he actually was under the neck. It kind of looked like one of those situations where like, oh. He's just holding this position, but he'll probably let him go because he's he's probably not even all the way in. And then they showed the other angle. It's like, oh no, he actually, that was in. Yeah, I didn't see the um the the arm underneath the neck, but I knew that crank was real. Yeah, like it's one thing when you're like 
the other guys on their back and you're like you know you have the you have space above you mm. but when your back's to the cage and that guy and like you don't know what you're doing because let's be real friends uh not friends so god has no idea what he's doing in that position <laughs> and that guy is just cranking down on your like neck and you have no place you have no space to go it's just i i can see you either panic tapping or just being in so much pain that you just you're like it's not worth it yeah yeah Got him, got him out of there. I mean, he yep. looked, he looked, he looked good. It was only two minutes, but yeah, I just, I was, I was wondering if we were gonna get the wrestling, and we got the wrestling, and uh, um, like it, it is only two minutes, so we can only, you know, small sample size, but I mean, like, let's, let's be real, it's not like he's gonna go in there and get beat by Sergey Pavlovich. Like, yeah, I, I feel like what he did to Gon, he might be able to do to a lot of. Yeah, this yeah. this is not the heavyweight <laughs> division of yore where you had guys like Kane Velasquez and uh, Junior Dos Santos and um, even like a Fabricio Verdum. This is this is a lot of guys who can bang, and that's basically all they can do. Yeah, no, he he's gonna be taking y'all down and doing just that. I mean, he's gonna be submitting or being real. We we know like we know who's the, who the next fight is for Jones, and it's Stipe and. You know, six, seven years ago, that might have been a fun fight. Yeah. But yeah, Stipe is, is like, has not fought since what, 2021? Yeah. yeah. And even even then, I feel like the last time we saw him wasn't like. He looked terrible. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I don't, I don't have any confidence that Stipe is ending this reign. Um. I have. Uh, if you think he's hard to hear, ne- like listen to now speak. After Jones gets done with him, I don't know if anyone's ever going to understand him ever again. He's, I mean, forty-two like now or something. Right? But but maybe maybe it'll it'll be quick. It'll be quick like this was. Like he might not take a lot of damage. He might just. It might be a, we're in and we're out. You know, maybe. I mean, if, we're, if we're going based on guys who Francis Ngannou has taken down. Uh, Jones, John Jones can take down. Then yeah, Jones probably can get uh, Stipe down and just submit him. Would not surprise me. But I need to know how old Stipe is now. He he seemed not impressed in the post fight interview, but you know, you're, yes. fight, you're a fighter. You're supposed to not not be impressed. You're supposed to know sell things. Yeah, he's uh he is forty years old. On the dot. Yep. Yeah, I like speed. I like Stipe, one of one of the goats at heavyweight. But I don't, uh, I don't see this going well, bro. <laughs> I, I like the, the last time Stipe looked good was like in 2019. Yeah, prime like, for being real. Prime years have uh have sailed on by, my friend. I mean, maybe he says like. Alistair Overeem, I'm in my second prime. No, 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 I don't. It would be fun to see. It would be fun to see, but I would, I am not going to get my hopes up. Yeah. Um, so I guess before we move on to the next fight, cause I, like, sorry, listen, y'all, if you saw the fight, you know, it's, it's not a lot to break down. He, he took, mean, he took yeah. him down. He choked him out. Like <laughs> it's nothing else to really talk about. Yeah. We could laugh at heavyweights. Yeah. Yeah, that. But I want to see him fight Curtis Blades. That, that's all I'll say. 
That would be fun. Curtis Blades just... I feel like he should be champ. But something tells me he's going to be one of those guys that, like... He's just going to find some wacky way to lose. And yeah. Even against people that he's probably better than. Yeah, we've um, seen it. He, he should have beat Derek Lewis. Yeah, he should have. But... But... Yeah, he panicked and Derek Lewis knocked him out. We'll probably we'll probably get that fight though, because we're we're I, I think we're all going to assume that he, Jones probably going to steamroll Stipe. It's sad. I don't think he will. I, th- I think Jones will retire. Like I, think? legit. Like I, I think Jones is just like here for like the biggest money possible and the easiest work. And he's like, there's a reason he called out Stipe. Like Curtis Blades, love him to death, but dude is not a name. I gotta think who who else on heavyweight, aside from like Sergey, who's on like a notable win streak? Um, nobody. Yeah, like those are the, and everybody's just losing. Like, the, <laughs> sorry. All right, who 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 gets a title shot first, Curtis Blades or Sergey? Uh, Sergey. Golly, they Curtis. Might, I, I think they're scheduled to fight each other next. So are they? Yeah, but like Sergey was the backup for. Oh yeah, 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 he was, he was, or, he was. Or, or, or. That's a that's the other thing. Like I was so sure Cyril Gunn would pull out today, not because um, of anything specific, but because I, Pavlovich is the backup, and I knew John Jones would not take that fight if it was like if they were like, "Hey, Cyril Gunn can't fight. You have to fight Sergey Pavlovich," because he's done this before, where he pulled out. Like what was it? Nine days before he was supposed to fight. Um, well, he he refused to take Chael Sonnen on short notice. That's what it was. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So so I was like, dude, if I mean, let's see who else is there. Um, uh, Sergey Spivak. It's not a lot going on. It's not a lot. Uh... Uh, <laughs> yeah, not... Maybe Jelton Almeida. Uh. Skyrockets up the rankings. Uh, they should fast track him. And I'm normally against fast tracking, but at heavyweight, there is no fast tracking at heavyweight. You just show up and you just start beating dudes. That is true. Is and it, and after like four wins, Francis, really after yeah, like three what, wins, you're already there. Like <laughs> yeah, that's what happened with Francis. That's what happened with Cyril. Gunn. It's kind of what happened with Kane and JDS. It's just like you just show up and you start beat the crap out of everybody, even the guys with like thirty more fights than you. So uh, it's a beautiful division of utter stupidity. I guess, Nothing means anything. I guess the, the last question before we move on to the next. Uh, where where does John go on the goat list? This is another notch under the belt. Um, not not a lot of double champs. No, not many people can claim that. So he has that under his belt. We're going to assume that two weeks after this fight, he doesn't test positive for nothing. We're going to, you know. We're gonna we're gonna assume that this is gonna be all be clean. Everything's gonna be good. You know, is 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 he the goat? Is he not the goat? Is I he... I straight up do not care. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, it's like I, we grade these heavyweights on a curve so much because, like, you're not gonna tell me Ciro Gon's a better kickboxer than like John McDessie. <laughs> like, 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 can we be real? Like, I like Cyril I Like, he might actually be the best heavyweight kickboxer right now. 
doesn't mean much. Oh man. And like I know it sounds like I'm trying to downplay like John Jones' accomplishments or whatever. But it's just it's like one of those things where it's just like, yeah, he's the heavyweight champion, but like if I can't give Amanda Nunes credit for being the featherweight champion, <laughs> it kind of feels like the same thing. Because, like, we've seen like, other like, heavyweights come up from 205 to heavyweight, and they're just fine. Like, we saw Latifi out-wrestle Derek Lewis, something almost no heavyweight not named. We saw, Daniel, we saw Latifi and Daniel Cormier out-wrestle Derek Lewis. To a guy who otherwise has been unholdownable at, like, <laughs> right? Heavyweight. You know what I mean? Uh, who was it? OSP came up. Yeah, uh, he had a little fought. stint. He had a little stint. Yeah, and I, I, I think he fought um Ben Rothwell. It was just fine. Like he had an argument for even winning that fight. Like he lost, I think, but like he was just fine. Like. I, this is what it's like the um, Alexander Usyk thing in boxing, where it's just like if you're a great cruiserweight or even like a moderately good one, you're probably a really good heavyweight. You know what I mean? It's just like he's not a good fish. Yeah, he he's now now that now that we've seen it, even with this small sample size, yeah, I, he he might be up here for a little bit. <laughs> like, hey, like you're not gonna you're not gonna tell me Johnny Walker could not like knock out um what was it uh what's his name Chris Dawkins who's the number twelve <laughs> come on you're gonna tell me Jarzinho Rosenstrike is gonna beat like Jamal Hill really oh man yeah bro Jones Jones might be up here <laughs> I think Jones might rule up here as long as he actually feels like it yep. Because he's actually, like, at least with the rest of, like, he's legit, like, skilled. Like, yeah. and that heavyweight, that's half the battle. Like, if you, that's more than half, actually. If you're skilled at heavyweight in any particular thing, that's about 80, 80% of it. Like, right. and the rest is just don't make a dumb mistake. Right. That's the, that's the other thing. Like, heavyweight's that division. It's the dumb mistake division. It's just, like, dudes implode all the time. We're talking about a guy who the last time he fought for the title went for a heel hook. In the third minute of the fifth round of that fight, that he desperately needed to win to 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 have a chance on the court scorecards, and he did it because apparently he had hit it once before on in, in training. If, if it like, first, if it first, you succeed. <laughs> I, I don't even remember if we talked about this on the podcast or whatever. But like heavyweights division where dudes implode all the time, like. It's not that they just make like a bad decision. Like it's not just a one bad decision. Oh no, it's 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 a snowball effect of. Yeah, it's a snowball yeah. effect. It's utter self destruction. Yeah. And that's maybe that's because the stakes are so high. Because like you know, it only takes so much. Um, to 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 win a like you know got margins for error are so much smaller because you put a guy on their back, they're not getting up and. Mm. Everybody up there can pop, but like, it's also just because like guys tend to not be as good at MMA as like the guy at welterweight or lightweight or even like middleweight or whatever. Well, I'll say, uh, 
I don't really do goat lit. JSP is always gonna be my favorite, so I'm biased. I don't care. But um, nah, Jones Jones gonna be here for a while. Yep. As long as he feels like being at heavyweight, yep. he'll probably I, I, be you changed. Know what? We I, we've often said that the sport at 170 and below and 185 above are basically two different sports. So I'll say John's the best fighter ever above 185. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> But nah, uh, nah, man. I, I'll give I'll give him props, man. Congrats to Jones. Um, I honestly didn't think this fight was ever gonna happen. We've been waiting for so long. And I've been saying it wasn't gonna happen all week. Yeah, like it just it never felt like it was gonna be a real thing, and it was a real thing. And to Jones's credit, he came in, he made it look pretty easy. He got it done and didn't really get touched much at all. Nope. <laughs> yeah, got 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 in and out, got in and out. Um. So uh yeah. We'll we'll see how long this rain lasts. Um we'll see how long it stay out of trouble. Hopefully that too. I, I, I do sincerely hope. Like I, I do not want to wake up tomorrow and see some headline about anything John Jones did <laughs> that wasn't related to a cage fight. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I I sincerely hope we don't get one of those headlines. Um, if anything just for his family but like yeah yeah um, I, and I, I i hope that now like he's at heavyweight it's like a new challenge for him and then like you said he's at a new gym so i I'm, i would assume that he maybe he's around some new people um hopefully yeah, it's just, hopefully it's just a different energy like a, a, something that'll keep him busy so that he's not out in trouble um like john Morant and other people out here just yeah, yeah. <laughs> but congrats to John Jones, man. That was, that was you know, double champ came in, wreck shop, went home without a scratch. And I'm pretty sure when Stepe rolls around, we're probably gonna get a repeat. But uh, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But John Jones won uh, via guillotine choke in the first round, two minutes in. Co-main event. Another goat. Another goat. Um, but this didn't go her way. Um, oh, nah, Alexa nah. Grasso versus Valentina Shevchenko um, yep. for the women's flyweight title. Now, I've been a Grasso fan since like Invicted days. So I'm talking like 20, like 14, 2015. Uh, <laughs> was happy when she got to the UFC. Um, wasn't sure if she ever would win a title. She she would have good performances and then she would have some not so good ones. She'd win some and then she'd lose some. And I don't know, after a while, I just kind of think, well, maybe she'll just be one of those fighters who just kind of sticks around in the mix, but might never actually like get to a title shot. Mm -hmm. Um, But nah, Alexa Grasso pulled up and um, this was a fun fight. This was, this was a really good, uh, it was it was it was a pendulum swing. It started off Grasso started off really good in the first round. Um, she's really good when if she gets going downhill, she gets to string some combos together. Um, you saw how fast the hands were. She tagged uh, Shevchenko a couple of a good times in the first round. So I'm like, okay, all right, we got a fight. This is you know this might actually turn out to be something. And then the second round showed up and Shevchenko started taking her down. I was like, oh. Well, I guess this is <laughs> I guess this is the fight that we were gonna get. I got my hopes up. Um but no, it didn't it didn't stay like that. 
I gotta give Grasso a lot of props. Um, cause I, I don't know. I feel like getting after that second round, I could see like another fighter's confidence kind of waning where you have a good first round and then you start getting taken down. It's like, Oh, this is what we're doing. But like, she's so good that you can't really like stop it. But, um, nah, Grasso was just, sometimes you just got to survive and just find a way to make it work. And you just need one little window of something to just go right. And that one little window happened. She had other moments in between. Um, like I said, when she, when she starts going downhill and she can string together combinations, she definitely hit Valentina a good, you know, little number of times. They had some nice, uh, exchanges in the pocket, but that, that finish was, was crazy. It happened so fast that I didn't even really, like I saw it, but I was like, what? <laughs> like Shevchenko goes for the spinning back kick. And in a split second, Grosso takes her back and I didn't think it was even under the neck, but I guess it didn't matter because it was basically like a face crank and just boom, over. Just She was, um, I don't know if she got like completely under the neck, but once she got that second hand in there behind the head, yeah, it just, oof, you can see the torque. Yeah. Hold on, was it last week or the weekend before? Um, There was a week, uh, a UFC card in specific, where like it seemed like every other fight, it might have been two eighty four. Now I think about it, ended exactly like this one, where like, yeah, I think it was two eighty four because I'm thinking of like the Kulabau um Bagdasarian fight, or the um Jack Della uh, Madalena uh, Madalena versus Randy Brown fight, where literally, um. They would like step in, drop their opponent, and then just immediately did what Alexa Grasso did mm-hmm. just hop on their back and jump <laughs> them out. And I feel like that was some like really uh, light foreshadowing for what we saw there because that was that might have been the quickest I've ever seen somebody grab. Bro, back she didn't waste no time. Like, <laughs> like, and it's it's crazy that that happened in the fourth round where it's like, all right, it's. It's been a grueling kind of fight. For one, like, Grosso's cardio, like, she never looked tired, like, and she was getting taken, like, they were working. Like, they were having pocket exchanges. She was getting taken down. You were the same woman who got, um like, muscled around by Macy Barber. Right. A little bit, and, like, lost that third round because of it. And then she, she was just out here just, like, still going. Yeah. Didn't look like she was, did not even look like she was tired at all. Because you, you got to think, like, after that grueling of a fight and it's kind of like the pendulum swinging back and forth you have to be really cognizant of what's going on to take advantage of something in such a quick like that was such a quick window because i feel like somebody else that spinning back kick would have happened and if that was somebody else shevchenko would have just missed maybe they just would have backed up or circled out like they would have just done something else and she was like nah And that's another thing that I, so one of the reasons I um, picked Valentina Shevchenko going to this fight, um, one of many, um, is Grasso has always struck me as a um, a typical MMA boxer in terms of just like when the other person like is doing their offense, she will back up and give them space, like she'll reset basically. Mm. Um, 
And she didn't do that there. She like that's a thing that, when um, I used to train and we used to, you know practice the spinning back. That's exactly how they you step into uh, that area behind their back where the kick isn't going to be, and you're able to just grab them by the waist. <laughs> um, but yeah, she looks so good. She did, um, Grasso, like in um, especially that first round. But um, yeah, we t- we talk about like. Um, she doing like long combinations too, like the five. Like, there was like a series where she do like a four or five punch combo. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I think that's like, the first time I've seen you do that since like the Mizuki Inoue fight. Um, but the thing that really impressed me in that first round was at the very end, where uh, Valentina was starting to build like some momentum. She was landing with the, uh, she landed like a really nice body kick right underneath the elbow, mm. and uh, Grasso literally just storms her, which is so not her. She literally just storms her, pushes her, like, she's trying to take her down. Shevchenko goes to defend, and then Grasso pushes her against the fence, um, wedges her, like, forearm against her head, and just starts blasting knees with, like, five seconds left on the clock. And I was just like, if you had that type of aggression, like, that type of physicality, mm. that's, like, a that's the number one thing you need if you're gonna fight Valentina Shevchenko. You need to be, you need to be able to get physical with her. Um, we saw with Jennifer Maya, and we saw with Tyler Santos. It's just like, oh, when they tied up, these women were really strong, and they gave Shevchenko problems. I said, like, oh, go ahead. And I was, I feel like what Grasso did is what I wish, and obviously different fighters, different styles, different strategies, but I feel like what Grasso did is I, I wish I would see more people do in general. Especially when you're fighting these champions that have just been champions since like the dawn of time, <laughs> they just they seem like they're never gonna lose. Like, bro, you gotta rough them up a little bit, man. Like, cause I don't know. Like sometimes I see people in championship fights and they get like real comfortable, and I feel like they just let the champ fight their fight, and they don't right. really like. They don't push a pace. They don't try to dictate anything. Like they just kind of settle into a. I don't know. They just kind of settle in. And it's like, no, you're the challenger. Like, you can't be the one that's just kind of sitting here. Like, I mean, we saw an example of that earlier in the night. Um, I don't know if you caught it, but the, the Garbrandt-Jones fight where... Right. The where... second Jones was like, hey, I'm losing this fight. Let me try and do something. Right. He almost won. <laughs> he, almost <laughs> he almost won. won. Like... Pulling the trigger is like 60% of the battle in MMA. It's one. It's one of the reasons, like, as guys get older, like they start to lose. Like, um, it was a big problem with Anderson Silva. It's just like the windows seem get smaller and smaller. Your reaction time gets slower and slower, and like you know, you're more hesitant to throw. But like, when Anderson Silva did throw, he would land. Right. He, even like he hurt Daniel Cormier with those body kicks. He was tagging up uh, Uriah Hall in his last fight in the UFC when he did throw. It's just like. Half, like it's MMA. Like it doesn't matter how good the other person is. Defense is like a a, a, a a tertiary concern. Right. Just pull the trigger sometimes. And I get it with Valentina. Like we we yes. didn't see, we didn't see in her ice people. So I get it. You don't want to be like super reckless, but you gotta give them something to respect. Um, yeah, and like Va- Valentina's entire game is just like you are going to step into my range and I'm going to counter you. Right. Um. 
And I guess I didn't realize this until like they were indicated one another. And, and I know uh, Alexa Grasso has been really been focusing on her strength and conditioning, but I didn't realize how much faster Alexa Grasso is, and um, and you know, as well as committed, but like how much just straight up faster she is than basically anybody who isn't Joanna Yanjechik that Valencia Shachik was fought. It's like. Okay, here's Lauren Murphy. Here's uh, Jessica I. Here's um, what's her face? Um, like Caitlin Chikagian. Hmm. And none of them are particularly quick or athletic. Like Valentina, not Val- uh, Alexa Grasso was like a legit athlete um, for all her flaws. And the way she was just able to cover distance. Yeah, I was gonna say that was a, that was definitely a big. I feel like that, especially in the first round, I, I think that might have caught Shevchenko off guard. I don't think she expected, like, some of them hands, some of them combos, I don't think she was expecting to to get caught with because normally nobody touches her up like that. Not uh, not in and, that kind of way. Yeah, and, and Grasso's just um, ability to switch stances, like, just because one of the things I really – was like expecting out of Valentina Shachenko was that like Grasso really needs that Grasso doesn't faint much um it was one of the things Dominic Cruz like criticized her for in the Arujao fight um is that she she really doesn't like throw anything away it's like well I'm gonna throw all these punches they're gonna be at the same rhythm they're gonna be as fast as I can throw and then you're gonna be able to time them mm-hmm. and I really expected that Valentina was going to be able to just like inside like kick the crap out of um Alexa Grasso as she stepped in with that jab um, and then get her down and like crucifix um, pound on her until the fight was over. But no, she was just like, well, now I'm Southpaw. Now I'm um, orthodox and I'm going to shoot on you. And that was that you could you could tell it really I'm not going to say frustrated Shevchenko, but it really took away a tool that has been like really, really useful for her in her entire UFC run and her kickboxing career. Mm-hmm. It was just something she was probably not really expecting because I don't think I've ever seen Grasso do that. Yeah, but I say none of us. <laughs> I wanted Grasso to win this fight, but I would be lying out of my teeth if I told you I thought she was gonna put on a performance like this. Nah. I was thinking like may- maybe she'll have like one moment and then she's probably gonna get finished or stopped, and it'll just be another Shevchenko fight. But um, not Grasso said now nah, we got other plans. <laughs> we we got other plans, and I love. I don't know. That's I love when like one fighter does stuff. I want everybody else to do just just, just throw in combination, bro. We have <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just throw in co- not Tyler just the one Santos two. Could have won. Tyler Santos could have had this exact same fight if she believed in herself. You know what I mean? Like, right. Because some some dudes just do the just the, the one two, and it's like it's not it's, it's not it. Like it might land sometimes, but. Unless you got like godlike power, the one two's not going to get it done. Like you got to hit the one two three, and then like you said, sometimes she she didn't went one through five. Like she, <laughs> Grasso was really like, yeah, it's she, not like Grasso was out there like, and that's the thing. Grasso was mostly working with ones and twos, but like she was stepping in deep on them. Mm. She was, um, they said she was switching stances, and she would like if. Valentina decided to just like plant her feet and keep throwing. Grasso also kept throwing. She was right. one two one two or one two uh one two one or whatever. Um, 
there was that sequence, I think it was like in the second or third round, where like Valentina, um, I think, got the better of it. But it was also like one of those things where it's just like you want to, you, you don't want to give anything to the other guy, person. Right. Like, you don't want to concede anything. If you are a good kicker and the other person's like a notoriously good kicker, you don't want to be like, well, I don't want to kick with this person. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you, you got to have that, let them know, like, bro, I'm here too. Like, yeah. I think I think I know the exchange you're talking about. Like, they, they went back and forth and Valentina got the better of it, but it was still like, I'm not, you're not about to just bully me out here. Yeah. Like, if you're going to, exactly. you're going to throw one, then I'm going to throw one too. And there was a very similar situation um, where Valentina is back against the cage and Grasso is stepping in. And that's where you know the 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 whole sequence happens where the the exchange punch is the same sequence kind of um, where Valentina is back to the cage and she throws the spinning back kick because she thinks it's going to create space for her and it doesn't. Uh, Grasso just goes to her back. Those are the types of things you're like looking to build with with those moments. He was really good at that. Uh, Hen and Burrell. Um, he did do, he did that to um who did he do that to. I can't remember. But that's a name I haven't heard in so long. Oh, Eddie Wineland? Yeah, yeah, It was Eddie Wineland. It was Eddie well, Wineland. Well, I, I was talking more about what, um, um, that mentality of, like, it was Hennenborough and Jose Aldo. Um, when the other person would try to close distance or they would land something that seemed significant, hmm. um, and I think Burrell was a little bit more wild with it, which is why he ended up getting knocked out by uh, TJ Dillashaw. Um, they would just put the feud throwback. Like, not every single time, obviously, but you have to be able to be like, I'm not letting you fuck with me. And, like I said, if Tyler Santos had come with that same mentality, she didn't even have to have that same level of success, but if she was just throwing straight punches down the middle, because she's long and strong, she would have had a much easier time getting to the clinching stages because look how easily Alexa Grasso, who I think only did it twice at the end of that first round and then at some point in the third round, was just like, screw it, I'm going to go and try to get my own takedown. And then Hesley says just putting Valentina check on the cage. You know who, <laughs> this is super random, you know who low-key I feel like could have had a performance like this? Maybe. I cannot remember her name. Old girl who fought Nunez. Um... The cop. What is her name? Oh, um. Oh my God! What is her name? Yes, because she she hurt Nunez a couple of times, but it was like you just if you would just put your foot on the gas like two more miles. <laughs> the problem with that is, uh, Jermaine Duran to me is like a ridiculously notoriously terrible grappler. Yeah, and yeah. Um. Speaking of the grappling, Valentina Shacheco, um one of the other things I picked her for is just like, well, Grasso's going to eventually just like step into range and just get taken down, and then she's going to get bullied on the ground, like she did against Carlos Barza. Except Valentina Shachenko's probably way stronger than uh, um, than Carlos Barza, and will probably pound her out from crucifix. And she got her in the crucifix position. And Alexa Grasso pulled a Homer Simpson. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she literally ran in a circle. 
And then, hey, it's what the technique don't got to be pretty. It's whatever gets the job done. So, like, there's, like, a thing at, like, the lighter weights where, like, guys will get into more brawls because guys down there will um will have less power than, like, a heavyweight. You know what I mean? Mm. So, like, you can just, like, you, you can always count on, like, a guy um just being, like, screw it. I'm going to take two so I can land one or whatever. And it's kind of the same meta with, like, women's uh, grappling where it's just, like, they're all super flexible. So like, if you're Alexa Grasso and you're like, well, I can be in, I can be in like a really awkward position and just keep running, right? And eventually my head will pop out. I can't. I don't know if I've ever seen a ground run like that. That has, that's like the the ground version of uh Hordeki and uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's I've never seen that before. Man. That was that was great. That was a moment. Yeah. That was but, that was a that was a moment. Mexico has its second champion. Hey, we need we need we need the Mexico card. We, we I, I I have to imagine it's in the works, man. Yeah, we gotta have they it. Got two champs. They have an interim champion Yair. Um, they, they Irene Aldana was supposed to, or was rumored to have been on this card to face Amanda Nunes. Um. It's coming. I have to imagine it's coming. That or they're gonna go back to like Texas. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather them go to Mexico. I, I feel like that. I feel like that crowd would be insane. I, true, but also the last time they went to Mexico, um, I'm pretty sure like the crowd was throwing shit at uh, Jeremy Stevens. Hey. And that might have left a bad taste <laughs> in the UFC's mouth. Then hey, again, but... I'm a hundred percent sure the UFC is going to go back to Brazil, and that they did the same crap in Rio. Yeah, they'll, they'll be all right. <laughs> they'll be fine. That's yeah, fine. It's whatever. I'll pay security for it. It'll be all right. You'll make it up. But uh, nah. Ma- major congrats to to Grasso. This uh fight low key made my night because I just I wasn't expecting her to win. I wanted her to win, but in the back of my mind, I was like, she's probably about to get steamrolled out here. Yeah. So same. when when she won, I was like, my night is made. I'm I'm happy. No matter what happens for the rest of the night, I'm a okay. My I'm in good spirits. Um so yeah, man, shout outs to Alexa Grasso, your new women's flyweight champion. Pretty sure they'll be rematching. Um Yeah, condolences to Aaron Blanchfield, who is a local, so I feel bad. But yeah. No, Valentina deserves that seven-time defending champ. Blanchfield will get up there. She's she's not too far behind. She'll she'll get up there. She's young. She'll she'll. I have to imagine they'll rebook that Tyler Santos fight or um, maybe do her versus Manon Fioro or something like that on the same card. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. She'll 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 be around in the wings waiting as long as she keeps she keeps doing what she's doing. Um, next fight. Which was also a banger. Uh, fight, of, fight of the night for me uh, for this one. So, it sucks that Jeff Neal came in that overweight. Because, yeah. Yeah. Because he missed out. But Shakvat Rachmanov and Jeff Neal threw some hands. <laughs> Just, threw some knees. Good yeah. Guy. Threw some hands, threw some knees. I'll say Rachmanov is a dog, man. For all of his. Uh, 
I would say somewhat defensive deficiencies. Uh, he he is one of those guys that sometimes his head is just kind of there. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just kind of it's just kind it of is, it's, like it is like it's like there was a sequence where um, the camera was behind Jeff Neal, and you just see Rockfellow's big ass head. <laughs> <laughs> just like he's throwing like a whole comp. It does not move at all. Does not. It is just, it is there to be hit. And then Neil hits him. Repeatedly. He hit him hard many of times. <laughs> many times. Rachmanov got it. He got a chin, though, man. Because he, he took some hits that I feel like some other people just would have just went out. Mm-hmm. And he was eating them. Um, no, nah, this this fight was fun, man. This this I had my eye on this fight when they made this matchup. Um, like I said, I, I wish uh, Neil would have made weight. But either way, we still got a great back and forth another fight that had a crazy <laughs> a wild finish but um no nah, we got a good stand-up lot lots of hands being thrown um jeff Neal's, you know pretty I, I don't know why he didn't make weight but the hands look good combinations were crisp he was fast um he he ate a lot more damage than i'm, I'm sure he would have liked to um yep Yep, sure did. Yeah, Rock Rockmanov was uh, <laughs> he he's like he's not great defensively, but he does other things that I won't say he's mask got it, but so many good offensive tools. Yeah, he can kind of get away with some other things that he doesn't do. Yeah, and that's the, the, the funniest thing is like he does have like when he chooses to, he does have good head movement. Like he doesn't have it on his punches, but like when he's just out, off at range and just like vibing. Yeah, he'll he move. Just, he he he, he, sh- he shoulder rolls a, a couple of you know times to like shrug off a punch or. Dude was slipping and pivoting and countering um, Jeff Neal in those early rounds, or he would slip off, grab Neal, and then just knee him in the stomach. Bro, he was landing some hard knees, hard knees. He had some straight rights that were brutal. Like he. I've I've watched him fight. I guess I didn't realize like how hard he actually hits. Like he was he was tagging Neil. I mean they were tagging each other, but it, it felt like when Rachmanov hit, it was like ooh, like that looked like it, that looked like it hurt. <laughs> that that looked a little extra. Um, there's there's one knee. It's not the one that like was the the well. It wasn't the one that was like in the ending sequence where he had them tied up and then he put him on the fence mm. where. It literally looked like he just lifted Neil off the ground when he hit him. Like he hopped up like two inches in the air or some shit. Yeah. Like it hit. One of the things um, that that kind of ticks me off when I watch MMA fighters try to do like knees from the clinch is that they don't do them like instantly. Like they'll they'll, they'll like hold on to the position. They'll be like, "Well, oh, I'm in the tie clinch or whatever." Rock bottom, whenever he got Neil, like, even for, like, a second, it yeah, was it's just, a, like, it's a go-time. <laughs> it's a go-time. Um, and to, to Neil's credit, he did a, he did a, I was going to say, like, a good job, but that's probably too much, but he did an admirable job of turning Rockmanov into the cage a lot. Mm. Um, something that um, concerns me with Rockmanov being in a division where guys like Kamaru Usman and Kobe Covington and um, Bilal Muhammad are, 
guys who are really good at pressuring and can wrestle off the cage and mm. um but um Rachmanov, whenever he's such a good clinch fighter that he was just turning guys around he was just turning new around almost every single time and then he would knee him in the stomach must say, and he he's he's always active like he doesn't really sit around a whole lot nah he's he's always doing something throwing something if you hit him something's coming back like you're not going to get a lot of moments to really sit and sh- and his recovery's wild cuz he that I forgot what round it was but he got hit with like a three piece and he stumbled oh that was the third round yeah he tried to counter um Neil with like this wild rear hand uppercut <laughs> And just got clobbered with like a left hook, I think it was. And he and then, hit a yeah. mean stumble, but like five seconds later, he was right back like nothing ever happened. And then like two minutes later, he hurt. Right, <laughs> it's like, bro, this guy is—he is a machine. Um, it, this was this is almost like one of those fights. Like, man, I hate to see somebody lose because this was such a good just. This, this, these are the kind of fights that you just want to see. Like this, this was you know the the just believe crowd, the hardcore fans, everybody won watching this fight. Like this was, yeah, I feel like it didn't really matter who you were rooting for. Like you, you got a great scrap out of this. Yeah. Um, and that finish, like, I guess the fact that it was just a standing choke for me just made it like even more vicious. Yeah, the first standing bulldog choke I've seen since um. <sighs> Uh, I guess it would be Jan Blahovich versus Devin Clark. Yeah, like it was. It's like a choke you put like a little brother in when you're all like wrestling. Like, <laughs> like it's so. That choke looks so disrespectful. Do have like, what, 40 seconds left in the fight? Like, yeah. You're not, you're not taking my 100% finish. Finishing rate. Yeah, no, we, we we keeping this going. But I, I respect it, man. He, he's a killer. I, I respect it. Um, just we we need these kinds of fighters that bring this kind of violence. Like you know, when he shows up, I'm not trying to outpoint you. I'm trying to kill you. <laughs> I'm trying to get you out of here. I mean, With... I was curious how he would look. Um, Rockmanov. I was cu- I was curious how he would look seeing the third round because I think this was his first time seeing it in his entire career. Um, and he looked fine. Yeah, look good. Yeah, but, you know, besides getting buzzed, like cardio wise. He was on point. Um, hope his next fight's like a fight night main event because I'd love to see him in five rounds. Yeah, he's 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 definitely like if you didn't know his name before, you definitely should know it now. Um, I mean, I want to see both of them fight next. Like, I'm interested to see what Jeff Neal looks like next. Hopefully, in his next fight, he makes weight. Um, but yeah, not he, yet. He looked improved. He did. He did. He, like, yeah. So. I'm, I'm hyped for what he's got cooking, and I hope. Like, I, I know their fight. This fight got rescheduled um, a couple, maybe a couple times, because I think it was supposed to be on like a fight night earlier um, last month, and it got pushed back to here. I'm not sure if that was because they just wanted to load up the pay per view, or if one of them got hurt. But if it was because Neil got hurt, um, it would kind of make sense that he missed weight, I guess. Um, but I have zero. I I have zero. Uh, for knowledge about that, hold on. I have the whole card open right here. Uh, do do It was previously expected to be at the UFC Fight Night Strickland versus Imanov, uh, but Neil 
withdrew due to injury. Uh, that sucks. So yeah, they were supposed to fight back in January, but um, yeah, I guess Neil got hurt. I mean, two months is still. I I, I have no idea what the injury is. I don't know if he was just like sitting on the couch for like a month after that, or um, what the deal was. But I mean, I, I hope it was the the injury that caused him to miss weight and not anything else. Because like five pounds is a lot. Yeah, that that seems like it had to have been something extra. Because I I don't think he, I, I I don't remember. I don't think he has like a history of missing weight. Not that I remember. Nah. Yeah, so I'd assume he probably did have, you know, he definitely had other stuff going on. Um, but nah, great fight. Rock Rachmanov, definitely somebody to, to keep on the radar. Um, if for nothing else, I mean, still undefeated. And whenever he shows up, it's going to be a fun fight. Um, he's going to put somebody out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 100% finishing rate. <laughs> what's what's not, what's cool. eventually get knocked out. Let's be real. He, yeah. If, yeah, if he don't move his head a little more, uh, <laughs> he, he, I could definitely see him getting into a really fun firefight and then not coming out on the end of it. Um, but he, he's going, whoever he fights, he's going to give him hell for, for however long he's in there. They, they might have to earn it. Um, yeah. but no, shout out, shout out to Rock Mono and Jeff Neal. That was an amazing fight. Um, but, Rachmanov ends with a standing uh, rear naked choke slash bulldog choke in the third round. Uh, this next fight, this is a, uh, I'm going to call this the the judging philosophy fight. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to butcher his first name. Matuts Gamrot. Probably said that wrong. My bad. I've been saying it Mateus. Something like that. I'm going to say Gamrot. <laughs> Gamrot. Gamer. <laughs> yeah. Versus Jalen Turner. This is the textbook definition of do you score damage or do you score control? Um, because those were the two factors in this fight. And these judges uh, decided to go the control route, um, giving Gamrot a split decision win. Um how, how did how did you score this one? I think either guy could have won this fight, honestly. Um, so, like, obviously, Turner landed more. Um, he or he landed, he landed the better shots on the feet, but um, it's not like Gamrot didn't land hard. Mm. the The difference is Jalen Turner is like a middleweight. <laughs> right, <laughs> she's like six, so my, my, like my, six, my, eight at lightweight. Yeah, exactly. So my my thought process was, oh, these judges saw tiny, tiny uh, Mateus Gamrot. He's not all that small. He's like five ten. Um, repeatedly take down the six three middle, <laughs> and we're so, like, oh my god, he's like, we we have to give it to him because he's 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 manhandling this bigger man. I say props to him for being able to consistently like kind of get in and get takedowns and get and like out, you know, find ways around that. Cause I think he had a seven inch reach disadvantage. Yeah. Um, something crazy. Like, so yeah, props to Gamrot. 70 inch, 77. Mateus is 71. So yeah, like seven, six inches. Yeah. Like he, he had a ridiculous, he was at a ridiculous disadvantage. So finding ways around that. And Jalen Turner being somebody who actually, because some people are tall and they don't like know how to fight tall. 
Um, not saying Jalen's the best at it, but he's still, you know, you, you you saw when he was standing at range, he was he was tagging, <laughs> he was tagging Gamrot. Yeah, he's not the best at like keeping range, but he is dangerous when he's at that range. Mm-hmm. He's kind of kind of like Sean O'Malley. Yeah, he 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 catch you at, at range. It might be, and he he was throwing kicks up the middle like he was trying to, he was doing things to try to back Gamrot off, but Gamrot kind of just got that. You know, some dudes are just, they just animals. Like, <laughs> I'm going to find a way in here. Like, I, I, the damage risk, like, control, uh, damage risk control philosophy, it, it's so hard with Gamrot because, like, that man will shoot takedowns for 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if Maquan Amir Khani could do what he does in the first, like, three minutes of a fight. For 25 right. minutes, and that is Mateus Gamrot. Like, he doesn't stop. He doesn't get tired. It's insane. Mm. Lightweight. Like, he was barely out of breath when you were doing the post-fight interview. Yeah, this 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 was hard, because Gamrot got dropped in the first and second, I believe, didn't he? I believe he got dropped in both rounds. I, th- I think they ruled that first one a slip. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, like, I, I was having trouble because I'm like, that kind of just looks like they both collided and Jalen Turner is just significantly bigger. Bigger, right. <laughs> so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and this. That happened again. I think it was the third round um, where, like, they just collided. I'm like, did he land a punch? Did he land a knee? Or did they just collide be- and Turner sent him to the mat because he's significantly big? He's got like 20. Yeah, this. This is a hard one. Um, I will say I don't think Gamrot won thirty twenty seven. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's that really scorecard's cool. crazy. That's that's a wild scorecard. <laughs> um, I remember watching in real time, thinking that the judges would give it to Gamrot only because I, I felt like not only did he got takedowns, and I, I felt like he was like working, like it yeah. wasn't like I'm gonna just take you and hold you and lay on you. Like he was still being active for as long as they would let him be active because. That was also a running theme for this night. Judges was I mean, not judges. Uh, referees were standing folks up after about three seconds. They're like, uh, we got all these people tuning <laughs> in to see John Jones for the first time in three years. You guys have to be more active, right? <laughs> it's like, bro, John Jones ain't even my fight. I don't care if that's not your fight. You better, you better do something. We gotta sell these papers, right? Again. We need to sell these. <laughs> we gotta move these units. Um, but not nah, like if, if you said Jalen Turner won, I, I don't think I'd be mad at you. No. Um, like, he has a legitimate. He has a legitimate um, case for winning. Mm-hmm. Like, like if somebody gave it to him, to, to I, honestly, there's probably a better argument for him winning three rounds than there is for um, Gamera winning three rounds. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I am somebody who tends to lean more towards damage. Um, but I, like I said, I, I felt like not only did Gamera take him down, but he was working while he was down, so like I wasn't super mad at it. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 I hate to say it, it's, it's MMA, bro. It's, it's one, like, every now and again, we're just going to get one of these fights where... Yeah, we just don't know yeah. what to do with you it. Just, you don't know what to do. You don't know what yeah. the judges are going to do and you just kind of got to live with it. it I'm just... going to subtract points from Jalen Turner for being so tall and so big and so strong and still being taken down. <laughs> <by some laughs> so there we go. 
There we go. That that should be the scoring criteria. <laughs> if you are significantly bigger than the person you're fighting, and they're still taking you down, even if you are landing, they win the round. Yeah. That's the new rule. There, there we go. go. There we go. Well, we'll see what this in. Call like the athletic commission to put that in a put that on page three. <laughs> Stop letting these little people take you down, sir. <laughs> if you are over five ten and and somebody shorter than you is taking you down, that's that's extra points on them. Yeah, you should you should do better. But um, no, it was it was it was a good fight. Though. It was an entertaining fight. It was a fun fight. Um, once again, it, it just shows how crazy lightweight is. Um, talent. And it shows how crazy the UFC is because they've refused to put lightweights and bantamweights on any of the main cards this year. Yeah, we we have that, to get Augusto Sakai versus was it Dante Mays? Yeah, I was gonna say what you posted that on Tumblr, right? right. That yeah. like the amount of heavyweight and light and heavyweight main events we've gotten this. Is it was it just this year? This is since twenty twenty one. Bro, the the number is is ridiculous. So uh going from twenty twenty one to like now, so it's like what, forty five events a year? So it's like ninety let's just say like ninety five. We've had ninety five USC events since twenty twenty one. Um, including this one and last week's. I think we were at forty five events that have been headlined by a middleweight, light heavyweight, or heavyweight fight. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's uh, an entire year's worth of cards. That should be illegal. In a two and a in a, like a two year span. Yeah, that, that should be illegal. There are like a hundred and fifty to two hundred, like one twenty five to two hundred uh, or not 200, to, to 170 pounders who you could put on a main card and they would deliver like a good quality fight. But somehow we're getting Augusta Sakai, who I like, who I watched on like Bellator prelims like seven years ago. <laughs> but has been knocked out in like the last three fights, his last three fights, fight Dante Mays. Man. I don't get it. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Y'all just put Jens Pulver in the Hall of Fame. Y'all can't respect the division a little more. And they also <laughs> they, was Jens Pulver the champion when they canceled the division the first time. Golly, I don't remember. Ugh. But yeah, no more lightweights, uh, less heavyweights. Indeed, indeed. You see, Jones uh, Gone should have opened this card. <laughs> that would have been crazy <laughs> oh man but fun fight nonetheless uh, Gamrot won via split decision uh, a fight that I'm sure people will be divided about for some time but we'll see both these guys again Jim Jalen Turner will be back and hopefully the next person he fights he'll be able to stuff some takedowns uh, hopefully the next person he fights will be in his height range I mean he was supposed to get Dan Hooker so maybe maybe they'll rebook uh They'll rebook that. He's still like three inches taller than Dan Hooker. That's as that's, that's close as we're going to get. That's <laughs> as close as we're going to get. I want Jalen to be like, well, I figured out that I can't hang at lightweight because I can't hang with these strong wrestlers. So he just cuts to one point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that just made me think of a tall featherweight. Remember Hatsu Hiyoki? Yes. Oh, I had high hopes. Had high hopes for that gentleman. Oh, but 
<laughs> a, man, a man who fought Dan Hooker. Wow, that did happen. Look at look at how MMA comes full circle. Look at that. <laughs> look at that. Oh man! And the last fight on the main card, which is the card, uh, well, technically it's the, the fight that opened the uh, main card. Um, the hype, the the this is the person. I, I I'll say this now. I should I should have led the podcast with this. Um, I feel like since we've retired, I've become more of like a casual fan. Um, I don't yeah. watch I don't watch the contender series. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. So I don't. I, I, <laughs> what was that tweet? Um. That smoogie tweet. Oh my god! Hold on. No, we. I have to. I have to pull it up. Uh. Well, what was the one about like how the fucking contender series? Like, if the contender, like you canceled the summer league. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to. I'd have to pull it up. Oh, uh, canceled NBA Summer League to replace it with Adam Silver's Baller Series. <laughs> where he's just practice and dunks, but Bully steals the three quarters. While commentators are like, can these guys deliver the big sweat? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the contender series. The big slam. Oh, man. That's a classic. <laughs> I, I, every time. I hear content. I think of that tweet. I'm just like, yeah. I'm uninterested in this person. <laughs> but Bo uh, Nickel is the exception because I watched him like, I watched him wrestle for the U23 like World Championships like years and years ago. So I'm like, okay. And I went to Penn State around the time he was there. So like, I get it. Yeah, I say this. This is the person that the streets have told me this. This this guy's got next up. This is this is what I've been told. Um, Did they tell you that he's got jumping roundhouse kicks? That yeah, uh, when I when I saw that, I said, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> like, and I know he won an impressive fashion, but I I could not take my mind off how he opened that fight. I was like, sir, somebody's gonna beat you real soon if you come out doing stupid stuff. <laughs> that that was like when Paige Van Zant did that against um, what was it Felice Herrick? And she fell, and then uh, er, and Herrick was like, "Ha ha!" And right. Then she hit her with the fucking. <laughs> right. I was like, "Bo, Bo, if you do that, if you did that against anybody that was not named Jamie Piggott, that might have went a different way." Um, but Bo Nickel, uh, you know, I guess he, he did live up to his hype. He came out um, outside of that little mishap of how he started the fight because that was kind of wild. Um, but nah, he he did. He did what I've seen him do pretty much so far. Um, I, I have seen some of his other fights, like footage of him, so I kind of know what he's about. I mean, his entire career has been like less than a round long. Yeah, just kind of just kind of bulldozing dudes. Um, yeah, which will eventually come back to bite him in the ass, but that's neither here nor there. For now, it works. I mean, at middleweight, it'll probably take him pretty far. Um, oh yeah, dude, this is not like Aaron Pico, like fighting uh at 155 or 145 because like you know what was it zach freeman right like zach freeman's a real fighter like <laughs> <laughs> no 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 disrespect to jay pickett but jay pickett is like uh, he's the most not um what's the word shocked fighter ever like ever like middle like 
dude who I think constantly forgets that this is a fighting sport and just just like shocked that his opponents are doing offense to him. <laughs> I know I remember Jamie's name and then I looked at his record. I was like, oh, he's lost like two in a row. Okay, all right, I see what this is. I yeah, see. This, this is he lost to Kyle Dawkins, he'll lose to Bo Nickel. <laughs> and that even made me more angry at Bo. I was like, Bo, why did you start the fight like that? They gave <laughs> they gave you this guy to just go tool. I mean, and you tooled him, but that uh, that first little kick, I'm I'm docking you some points for that, bro. That was that was ugly. That was real nasty behavior out there. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. See, it's so much easy. Like I I kind of get why the UFC like spends so much time trying to like find the guy at like heavyweight or light heavyweight because it's so easy to just build a path for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, it's, it's th- these are divisions where because it's. I, I can find you people that all right. You can be like it's it's like ninety nine point nine percent guarantee you're gonna beat this person. It's just like dude, you, you dude, we got Ed Herman in the back, right? <laughs> and he's willing to do this for money. It, 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 yeah, he'll come out here after after his bender and, and just like lay down for you, right? Like, and you can just go make a fool of him, and we'll exactly. you know, just go look good and get paid for it, and we'll, exactly. we'll make sure your profile keeps going up. But uh, nah, Bo Bo did his thing, man. He came out, ragdolled him. He he did what Bo does. Um, Bo knows. Yeah, Bo knows. Got a got an arm triangle. Choke. I will say about Bo. Um, I do like that. Um, he be transitioning fast. Like he yeah. he goes out with a purpose. Like like I said, yeah, I, I I like that. I'm not trying to lay on you. Like no, nah, I'm taking you down because I'm about to do something. Um, He's in that Chris Weidman vein of like grab. Uh, wrestler who took really took to jujitsu mm. uh, except he's out here doing like triangles and shit right i'm like bro you he's he's on his way um i'm always skeptical of hype train so i'm not gonna I mean, if we're being real he could totally beat alex Pereira. that's a, yeah at, the thing is at middleweight even if he doesn't want to get fast track he's going to get fast track because it's middleweight and they don't have any choice but to fast track you because there's no one there's no, there's no one else. I, like, can, can I, be, we're, I don't even know if we're going to fucking talk about him on this card, but are you telling me Bo Nickel could have beat, like, Drake is to pussy? <laughs> Yikes. Oh, that fight. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, no. Bo, Bo, Bo was up here. Bo, Bo was going to have a top 15 ranking after his next fight. I don't care who it is. And just based on hype alone, yeah. Yeah, he he's gonna have a top fifteen, and I won't even be mad at it. Um, there's only so many people middleweight you can just throw at him. Yeah, before you just forced to be like, hey, you have to go fight Marvin Vittori. I was gonna say, I I hope along the way he can run into the former hype train that was uh, Edmund Shabazian. I feel like that should happen. I feel like he should have That's to run. <laughs> I feel like they should they should make that because Ed Edmund it was another guy I was told was supposed to be that guy who I didn't really. I like he's cool. I don't really see what y'all are talking about, but I mean, okay. He, he throws a jab, right? But... Which I guess that middleweight. All right, I guess that puts you above. Some, <laughs> maybe that puts you above some people. I don't know, but I don't see what y'all are seeing. And then it didn't. Yeah, didn't really work out for that. I mean, he's still fighting, so I, I won't. You know, I'm a pile on them, but yeah, these are fucking different. These are completely different sports. Yeah, when when eighty five and up and one seventy below, just completely different. 
But no, Bo 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 Bo's out here handling business. Um, he is doing what he's supposed to do. Um, I will definitely be be keeping an eye, uh, to see who they who they match him up with. I'm I'm pretty sure he's within the next three years. That guy's gonna be fighting for a belt. Maybe within the next two, just out of the simple fact that there's just not other people. And it's he, him. It's um, what's his face? Hamzat. It's. Is there, is there a third prospect? Yeah, I don't even know. If, <laughs> I don't even know if there's a third. It just, but Bo's already got eighty percent of what you need. I'm athletic. I can wrestle like really good. I'm already better than like ninety percent of this division. Yeah, and then the rest is just get some more experience under your belt. Um, I've seen his striking; it's not that great. Um, probably will need some improvement. Um. Once he's you... got that um, Hamzat striking where it's just like, oh, he's big and strong and hits like a truck, but it's... also that, that's basically it. He yeah, hits like a... it's not it's not the prettiest, but if he tags you, he can tag you, but it's it's not going to be the best of technique. It won't look the cleanest, but you know, doesn't even matter. Yeah, I'll just say when you when you get to the elite of the elite, meaning like the top two, <laughs> maybe you want to clean it up just a little bit more. But he's over halfway there already. Just keep getting experience, keep doing your thing. He he is well, uh, he is well on his way. So yeah, not not much to really break down that fight. He he manhandled Jamie Pickett. Um, not not a lot to to talk about. Um, so that was the main card of UFC 285. Um, I had a pretty pretty fun time. Um, you know, started off with Bo doing his thing, and we got some controversy in the second fight. Um, and then from from the Rock Monarch fight on, it was just, I'm here. I'm here for all of this. Yeah. Um, albeit the Jones fight, I, I wanted to just see a little more, but, you know, it is what it is. I, I, I wanted to see more, but I also need to be grateful that it was a heavyweight fight and it ended quick. Um, oh, yeah. No, dude, there's there's a version of this fight that's just a terrible kickboxing fight. Right. <laughs> this is what I, what, what I predicted. I was like, here's the thing. Zero Gone, best heavyweight kickboxer, maybe, probably, whatever. He still could just go out there and fucking lose a kickboxing message. Right. <laughs> like, at least we, we didn't get that. We we got we got the best outcomes, I think, that we could have hoped for. Um, I, I, I guess. I, it, could, it could have been worse. It could have been much worse. Um, but that was the uh, main card. I don't want to go through all of these prelims, but we'll... Um, we can briefly just kind of breeze through some of these. Uh, Cody Garbrandt uh, defeated Trevor Jones via unanimous decision in a fight that he could have lost in about the last 40 seconds. If Trevor Jones literally, because they said like he threw like, he landed like six significant strikes like the entire fight. Yeah. If Trevor Jones would have threw five more punches, he would have won. (laughs) 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 He would have thrown five more. He would have won this fight, but he that didn't. Was, yeah. Yeah, this, this. I get it. If you're Cody, like, you're you're always hurt. You've had a bad, uh, stre- you haven't fought in two years or a year and a half, whatever. Uh, the opponent the UFC keeps trying to give you as a layup keeps pulling out. Shout out to Rahani Yaya. Um, Again, you're in there with like a bit, like a big, powerful dude who, like, the only way he's gonna beat you is if he catches you. 
you go out there and you do what you got to do to get a win and build up your confidence and, you know, not look like the, uh, the Cody Garbrandt of old who gets hit once and then just sees red and immediately right. face plants. But, oh, my God, that's not that's not a. The problems with Cody Garbrandt have never been. That he's not athletic. No, he, he's still because he's still quick. He's still, he's quick. still quick. He still hits hard. He did things that I liked in the fight, and then, but it just it it just it feels like something still just. There's ain't. this, yeah. There's this disconnect where it's like, okay, you spent all these, you 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 played it safe for the majority of like three rounds, but by the third round, this guy who literally has nothing for you finally found something, and I don't know if he was like hurt or if he was buzzed or. If he got hurt and just was having like PT, or he got punched and like started having like PTSD flashbacks hmm. to like the font fight or whatever, but like he just completely shut down. Um, and he got taken down as a result by a guy who probably shouldn't be taking him down. I don't know what it like. I, I I don't. It doesn't tell me anything about Cody. Like, if he goes out there and he fights a Sean O'Malley. Or or a rema- or, or a Cheeto Vera, where are the odds that he just gets slept again? I was gonna say at, at this point, I don't I don't think he needs to fight any of those names. They need yeah. to keep him in the lower. And the thing is with bantamweight, you you can say lower echelon if there's such a thing, but bantamweight is so deep that. <laughs> right. And that's the other thing, though. That like, the UFC has been super accommodating and getting him an opponent. Who theoretically could not knock him out? Like they were, they tried to book that Hani Yaya fight like four different times, and then they booked a fight with Julio Arce, who I love, but is not like a knockout threat at bantamweight. Hmm. Um, it might actually be like a bit a bit too weight trained for the weight class. Um, so he's a tad slower than he was at 145. They they've been super, but like you have to wonder when that goodwill runs out because they're paying Cody. You're probably paying Chloe Garbrandt like north of six figures to fight, and they're not gonna pay you that much money to get rebuild fights. You know what I mean? That that if you're getting like a hundred fifty thousand dollars to show up and fight, they're gonna want and you're like on a seventy five and seventy five or or one hundred or one hundred or whatever. They're gonna want you fighting ranked dudes. I say they redo the RSA fight. Rebook that. Hopefully you can get it. And I mean, then, if I'm if I'm his team, that's the fight I want. And then, but I, but I feel like after that, I guess depending on how that fight goes, how he looks if he wins, they might give him maybe not a name name, but I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to think of somebody who isn't ranked. I was gonna say somebody like a Cody Stamen, but he's ranked, isn't he? Yeah, but yeah. that's the thing. They're I, I I think they're gonna have to put him against somebody ranked, yeah. or in their minds they're gonna like. If it was up to me, I'd make him do the the cruise rematch, but I don't think Dominic Cruz wants that fight. Um, I mean, they. I was gonna say Sonya Dong, but they trained together. Or they Man, used we to had, we had we had Cruz versus Aldo right there. I could you know I could see the UFC putting him in with like Yanez. To get Yon as like a name win, mm. or you know, test out Yanez and see if he's like the goods or whatever. But or a good Jack Shore, or Saeed. Like 
Those mm. are the types of guys that the UFC is probably going to match him up with after this fight. I like, I like, I like the Jack Shore idea. I think that's. It's a fun fight. It's a fun fight. It's a fight that he could win, but <laughs> like. Question mark. Yeah, question mark. Asterisk. Ellipse. Dot. 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 <laughs> like. <laughs> Y'all know Co- Cody's gonna be an interesting case moving forward, um, but he did get the win, so props to him. You know, you just you win, you live to to get to another fight. Um, Cody remains the 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 weirdest fighter arc ever. Just yeah. like such a gap between like his physical capabilities and literally all the things, things that just aren't clicking yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason. But shout out to Cody. Um, these next couple, we'll just kind of breeze through these. Um, no, no. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about this next fight. No. I'm a, you can have this. You can have this whole fight. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about this. I Actually, I'm not even going to lie to you. I was kind of tired during the middle of this card. So I think I missed part of this. I, I was like dozing on and off while this fight was on. But I wish I'd have just slept through the whole thing. Because... Oh. Middleweight is just this fucking this fight. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> so, okay, Derek Brunson, the absolute mad lad who has the same receding hairline that I did when I decided it was just time to give up and go straight balls. <laughs> um, went out there and he instantly took down Drake Duplessis. Um. I don't remember the sequence that caused Duplessis to be able to get back to his feet, but he did. He proceeded to shoot on uh, Derek Brunson, and it is at this point Derek Brunson makes a fatal error on jumping for the guillotine. <laughs> Duplessis got out, and Derek Brunson, instead of trying to get back to his feet, was like, I'm going to play guard, and tried to go for an armbar. Like, was setting up to go, like, swinging his feet around trying to go for the armbar. Did not work. And instead of, you know, trying to build his base, get back to his feet, make some space, whatever, Brunson was like, you know what? This guy sucks. I'm going to go for a heel hook. (laughs) (laughs) And him and Duplessis ended up playing 50-50 in guard um, for about, like, a minute. And then Derek Brunson got back on top, um, like in that rider position that all the wrestlers like. And then the second round happened, and Derek Brunson kind of just looked like Dada Five Thousand at the end of that fight. Yeah. He had low, <laughs> where, like, he was just fighting gravity. Like, if like, for he was still landing, which is the scary part. But if he had missed any of those punches. He probably would have fallen over. Yeah. <laughs> and just passed out from fatigue. I still don't believe he actually got TKO. <laughs> he just he just fell asleep in his corner was like, alright, that's enough. Yeah. His, his, <laughs> to his corner who was just like, Yeah, our guy is uh he's done. Yeah, he's out he's out of here. But uh yeah, the the the, the fight ends with Derek Brunson getting beat up from guard as uh as Jacob Duplessy is like Half missing on grounded pound, despite the fact that he's <laughs> falling asleep. Like, 
What is the pussies good at? I don't I don't know what anybody in this fight was good at. I don't. Because he's not good at wrestling. He's not good at striking. He got beat up for most of this fight when it was on the feet. Even when Brunson was fucking dead tired. I, th- I think he's one of those guys that the extent of the compliments you're going to get is, oh, he's just tough. I think he's he's gonna be <laughs> I think he's gonna be one of those. But like Ian Heinish was tough and he didn't beat Derek Brunson. <laughs> Imagine Derek Brunson's a few years older now. But like this is a guy who in his first fight against a ranked opponent tried to go for a lat drop and then just like hit a flat back bump. And Brad Tavares just led it on top of him. Almost like he tried to pull guard, but he didn't. Because Tavares just ended up in, like, mouth. Like, I don't know what Dreykus is good at. I don't think he's good at anything. But he keeps winning fights. It's the product of middleweight. You don't have to be good at anything. (laughs) You just gotta just show up. Just show up. Be, like, half... Yeah, be be show up, be tough, be, be strong. I guess because yeah. he's kind of strong, but it's like he got thrown to the ground here by Derek Brunson. <laughs> like Derek Brunson, did you catch the um, uh, Deporia Bryce Mitchell fight? I think I did. It was the one Deporia like Bryce Mitchell's like on his knees, and Deporia just like twists him down and throws him. Oh no, no, no! Yes, I did. That was the one Bryce lost, right? No, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that one. Yeah, that, that. that that's what that's what Derek Brunson did to drink his depressing in the opening minute of the fight. And he still ended up losing. Like, halfway through the second round, I was so through with this fight. Like, this is just... I mean, if, you're, if we're being honest, so was Derek Brunson. Yeah, he yeah. He, he left around the same time I did. We both clocked out <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> God, it's just, it was a middleweight fight. That's, that's all. was out there moving like a heroin addict. <laughs> just like, he was swaying like really hard. He was like, he's going to fall over. But he was just like, nope. I hope, like, I hope like he was okay. Like he didn't have like a health, like, like I've seen people be tired, but he just looked like, did you train? Like, like something, did something go wrong? Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's just old. It's like 40 now. But like, is he forty yet? Something like that. Let's, let's see. I'm trying, but Brunson, I want to shoot you some bail, bro. I really do. I want to. He's thirty nine. He just turned thirty nine. All right, so yeah, you carried a one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Golly. Well, like, I mean, he got tired against Jerry Cannonier, but Cannonier put up a fight. We're not. We're we're barely like a year and a half removed from him like out wrestling Darren Till into the th- into the third round. I don't know. Middleweight. Okay, that's, all, that's all I had to say. Yeah, middleweight going middleweight. That's that's what that fight was. That's, that's literally it. Like, ugh. I wish I had more for this next fight. I was also kind of fading in and out during this one, and I was kind of mad because I actually wanted to see this. Uh, but uh, back at women's flyweight, uh, Amanda Hibas versus uh, Viviana Raujo. I know I, I butchered that name, uh, but Hibas won the unanimous decision. From the bits and pieces I remember, it looked like it was a solid fight, but I was kind of fading in and out of sleep. Um, Hibas, uh, did she drop 
Rojo, or she just hurt her really badly. I think she dropped her in the second uh, the second round, like really, like had her hurt really bad, um, and then spent the entire round inside a half guard trying to bait her into like an arm triangle. And then the Rojo was like, "What? what? No, stop it, stop it." <laughs> and then they did that for like two minutes, and then our Rojo was fine. Um, but yeah, no, she she uh, this was probably the best Amanda Hibas has looked at. Um, in a minute, so go go good solid win. There we go. And uh, this act okay. This the Marquez fight I did not see. I was actually asleep. Like I was I was full blown. I wasn't here for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I completely missed that fight. Yeah, it was a good fight. Um, Julian Marquez. I, I think I, I think this is the end of the the, the Julian Marquez experiment. Um, you know, he did knock out Matt Hamill, but when, when you are the guy who is known for being like tough, you can't get knocked out twice in a row. Mm. And, uh, he got knocked out twice in a row here. Um, cardio kills Mac, Mark Andre Berrios. Um, just that second round, he picked up the pace and just started beating the crap out of him. And I want to say, he spent like a solid minute and a half on the fence, turtled up, just getting the stuffing beat out of him. Like elbows and uppercuts. I'm going to say very outlanded, like 50 of them. Mm. Just like unanswered. Yikes. Yeah. Speaking but, of uh, beating the stuffing out of somebody, a fight that I did see. Ian Gary versus Song Kanan. Um, Kanan had a good uh, moment in the first round. Hurt Gary pretty bad. Um, after that, not so much. <laughs> after that, it was a lot of hands being thrown. Uh, not so much from Kanan's side. Uh, Gary was 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 putting that work in. Yep. Um. um... I was really worried that we were gonna get like uh for like this fight was looking a lot like uh Gary was gonna be like Darren Till two point mm. where yeah, he, he he's big and he's long and um he's tagging dudes at range, he's landing pretty hard, but like he never gets into that like second or third gear. Mm. But he re- like once once he got knocked down, like it, you can really tell he's just like, Nope, I gotta pick it up. Yeah, he turned up. He turned all the way up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he 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 was throwing hands, jabs. He was throwing everything. Um, Kanan's face, uh, his eye was a mess. <laughs> at, the of, at the end of this fight, that man's face was a horror show. Um, and that finish was just violent. Just it was so smooth too. Yeah. Like the combo, uh, like uh, the ducking back. Um, as like Kanan threw the one punch he knew how to throw that left hook, and then the one two to follow it up and just like start really laying into him. Yeah, yeah. even Machado Gary, it's a yeah. problem. Yeah. Gary's good. Well, another another violent welterweight person. Just I don't violent know. How, welterweight. Yeah. We need more of those. I don't know how far he'll go, but he's gonna put hands on somebody. 
Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll... That's, all, that's all I want from welterweights. They don't have to be good. They just have to be violent. Yeah, and he he he's fitting the bill. <laughs> so, shout outs to Ian Gary. Definitely, definitely impressive win. Uh, Cameron Simon versus uh, Leo Mano Martinez. All I remember in this fight is there were a lot of fouls, a lot of nut shots. Yeah, we had two nut shots and an eye poke. It's yeah, great. yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> Just a lot of that going on. Um, just, just you guys have to remember that you get one free eye poke and one free nut shot, and if you don't use them, you lose them. Right. And Simon used his and won a majority decision. Man, so. yeah, because he got a point taken away. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, next fight at women's straw rate, uh, Tabitha Ricci versus Jessica Penne. Um, Tabitha Ricci won via armbar. Um, Watching Penn fight now just kind of makes me sad. Um, uh, Penn, eh? Yeah, I don't really have much else to. No, congrats, to Tabitha. You know, did did a thing. Got a got a name on the resume. So good. Yeah. It it was nice seeing um another woman who like likes to wrestle in open space because like a lot of them really like to you know push the other opponent to the cage, go for the head and arm throw. Um, but no, she she was like instantly came out, got a single leg, took Penne down. So that was cool. So yeah. Oh, grass to her. Uh, fan. Oh, hold up! I said that completely wrong. Uh, at bantamweight, uh, Farid Bashara and Damone Blackshear. I watched this fight and I kind of don't remember it, but I feel like I was like halfway entertained. Like it. Seemed... Yeah, no, it was a, it was a solid little opening fight between two guys who I think have like two fights in the UFC between them. Mm-hmm. Um, Basharat just seems like a dude who just doesn't have that like violent gene in him to to really hang at bantamweight. And Blackshear is a big, strong, physical dude. Um. But he makes a lot. He makes bad decisions. Like he, he, he really feels the need. He has to wrestle everybody. And Bashar, I just had an answer for his wrestling game. So yeah, oh. so it was a good, it was a fun little fight. And the last fight, uh, Loik Rachabov. I know I messed that up. Versus Esteban Rabovic. Probably butchered both of those names. Um. I remember this fight being really fun, but I don't remember specifics. But it was a good fight to like just kick the night off. Yeah, Ratzabov, uh really wanted to wrestle um, Esteban uh, Ribovich. I think Ribovics. I don't remember. Uh, Esteban really wanted to um, not wrestle, um, and he did a really good job. Like, so there are two types of undefeated fighter. There's the ones who meet resistance and then like instantly crumble, and then there are ones who like you know rise up to the occasion. I feel like he was more of the second one, um, like was using the Kimura to get out from like underneath like, um, and then hurt him, hurt him really bad in that third round. Um, like just refused to go away, refused to just like lay down and let the guy like ri- like just uh, ride out the fight on top of him. So props to him. I hope he, I I. I I hope he gets um, like taken to like a a big gym where he can get like more roles in with like full bo- like full blown wrestlers because I think he's just training down Argentina. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that was uh 
that was UFC 285. Um, pretty pretty solid night overall. I, I enjoyed myself for the most part. Um, you know, couple couple mishaps here and there, but I would say overall, I I got my times worth. Uh, I had a good time, and Gr- Grasso is a champion now, so I'm I'm happy. It was something I wasn't expecting, and that kind of made the night for me. Um, so I'm I, I feel like I had a pretty good time. Um, I guess real quick before we get up out of here, um, not that we're recording a pod for it, but <laughs> next week, uh, here's the next week. Yeah, next week. Uh, we got a fight night card, uh, Jan versus Vashvili. Just pulling this card up. I don't remember who else is really on here. I got Volkov versus Romanov. Okay, the rest of this card we don't really need to talk about. Um, <laughs> 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 never mind uh, about the main event. I like the main event. I like Jan versus Bosch, really. I think that's a fun matchup. I'm definitely looking forward uh, to see how that goes. Um, I feel I don't know, man. Bosch really has been spoiled. Well, I expected him to beat Aldo, even though it hurt my heart. Um, this is gonna be an interesting fight, though. Uh, I'd be yeah. I'm gonna see how he can push his pace against Jan. Yeah, um, that's the thing, though. Like, Jan is, like, the quintessential pace breaker. Um, like, that's the thing he does the best. Um, we've seen that dudes out-wrestle him. Like, obviously, Aljamain Sterling did it. Um, Magomed Magomedov did it early in their career. But, like, we have never seen him held in, like, a single place for a long time where it wasn't just, like, Sterling riding his back for, like, a minute and a half at a time, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I have to imagine he's going to, um, especially in like a five-round fight, he's just going to be able to create space, um, eventually just stop really from trying to march him back into the fence. But then again, Peter Jan's shown himself to be a bad decision-maker, so who knows? Yeah, I just I, I think it's a really... Like, I, I want to pick Jan, but I'm, I'm like, I'm not so... I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. Um, but that's why Bantamweight is great. Because there's so many good fighters. And it makes it makes all these fights just really, really interesting, like, style-wise, to, uh, to watch. So that'll be next week uh, for y'all. Um, I can't believe you're not super hyped for Alexander Volkov versus uh, <laughs> Alexander Ramanov. Ram- Ram- uh, I mean, I'll, I'll watch it. I complain about all these fights, but I'll... I'll be watching them. Yep. Much we're like, all junkies. Yeah, we're all junkies. The sport has ruined us all. <laughs> but, uh, you know what's crazy? We we know we, we had these fights we come out of retirement for. And I'm going to be honest. I did not think that we were going to get John Jones before we got um, Spence versus uh, Crawford. And I'm really disappointed in boxing right now. I'm highly upset. I thought I was for sure that Jones was going to be the last fight of those that we got. <laughs> it seems like it's the last time we talked. They were like deep into discussions, right? <clears throat> and there's like a whole like reason behind that. Um, but that's this too long a conversation for today. Yeah, whole another thing. But I mean, if that fight, you know, what I want to believe that's going to happen. Um, so you know when when that happens <laughs> in twenty twenty five, we'll uh we'll be back, uh you know to talk about it. Um, 
I know I've been talking about my Discord. Uh, I was sick earlier this month or last month, so I don't work on nothing. Uh, <laughs> I promise. I know I keep saying it. The Discord's going to be done soon. When it's done, all, all the Tumblr folks, everybody, I'll let y'all know. And we can yeah, watch yeah. fights together and, and, you know, do all that all that stuff. Um, well, Real quick before we get out, I want to give a quick shout-out to Bellator because I actually am looking forward to their next card. Shout-out to this lightweight tournament that's popping off. Um, oh, yeah, that's going to be heat. Yeah, that lightweight tournament. Tournaments in MMA are a good thing. We need more of them. Um, but, yeah, Bellator's lightweight tournament is is going down next week. Uh, we got Usman Nurmagomedov versus Benson Henderson. going to be a uh, championship fight. Also on the same card, got Tofik uh, Musayev and Alexander Shabili. Should be another great fight. Um, I'm not sure about Moldovsky versus Linton Fassell. Uh, not a great fight, but it's happening. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I haven't heard Linton Vassell's name in a very long time. Or if I have, I just haven't been paying him attention. Um, and then we also got um, MVP, Michael Venom Page versus Gordy Amiuchi. That's another fight I'm definitely uh, looking forward to. Which is literally just a repeat of Jalen's Mateus <laughs> Right. Here's a 6-3 welterweight versus a 5-10 Oh, you got Eric Perez versus Enrique Barzola on the card. Okay, Man, that's a really good fight. Yeah, that's a good that, fight. That should be on the main card over Modavsky versus Vassallo, but absolutely. But heavyweight for whatever. Why does no? That's another. No, I'm not gonna do it. It's gonna lead to a rant. Just... We gotta let this love for heavyweight go, y'all. It's not. It's not cool no more. <laughs> Outside of like five people combined with MMA and boxing, heavyweight not cool no more. Right. <laughs> we gotta let it go. This is not. Glory is doing a heavyweight kickboxing tournament, and it doesn't have Rico Verhoeven <laughs> in it. So I don't know what the fuck that's. <laughs> yeah, we gotta let heavyweight go, y'all. Yeah, yeah. seriously, they don't even do drug testing and kickboxing. How the hell are they so bad at like finding like just in shape heavyweights? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Besides the Bellator. Bellator's been putting on some fun cards. I've been having fun watching Bellator when they randomly pop up. Yeah. Uh, even not at three. The next one. Not, not, not the 293, which is bad by, by a heavyweight fight. Oh, boy. Marcelo Gohm and Daniel James. Oh, no. Yeah, we know. We good on that. No, we're right. skipping that. For the most part, Bellator has been, <laughs> has been uh, good. And shout out to One Championship. One Championship has been making my Fridays a lot of fun. Um, Even when I don't know the people that are fighting yeah uh, it's 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 been uh it's been fun when is uh, hold up does one when is one's don't they got a prom card coming up really soon uh they had one like last week hold on I... oh no yeah you're right i think that did already happen yeah the uh andrage versus um oh yeah the linear contrast yeah, yeah yeah that did, yeah. That did already happen but their next one is funny enough a heavyweight card Yuck. Uh, is, the, is this on Prime? Oh my god. Uh, yes. Arjun Bula versus Anatoly Malikin. Who, Malikin's actually really good, so I'm looking forward to seeing him knock the crap out of Arjun Bula. But that's the that's the card that has Super Leg versus Rotang on it. So. Ah, okay. Alright. Shout out to one, man. One, if y'all ain't been watching one, one, one been putting on. Their Amazon cards have all been fire, the ones I've seen. They've all been really good. Um, if you don't got Amazon Prime, um, technically, yeah, <laughs> technically that's what I'm doing. I'm using my mom's Amazon Prime account until I die. 
<laughs> that's fair. Yeah, as long as I'm humanly, as long as I'm able to, I will be using that account. But uh, yeah, just shout out to One and Bellator, man. They've been, they've been putting on some some fun cards that I've been enjoying lately. So just wanted to give them a quick shout out. Um, as for us, um, you know, whenever Spence versus Crawford happens, we'll be back to to talk about that. Um, so maybe we'll pop pop up before then. I don't know. Just sometimes certain fights happen. It might be a spur of the moment. Hey, this this felt like something important. Maybe we'll talk about it. Um, what's what's the fight that what, what's your white whale fight, Sensei? Where we both just show up. Uh, hold up. That's not Spence uh, Crawford, I let guess. Me, let me let me let me pull up this list real quick. Bro, Pereira beats Adesanya again. <laughs> I don't know. That might that might. Hey, actually, you know what? I ain't gonna hold you. If Benson Henderson beats Nurmagomedov, I might pop back up. And that car is not... <laughs> I feel like we would have to. Cause that ain't he... fair. I feel like we would have to. We talked about one try-hard uh, lightweight who uh, just kept winning fights despite himself today with Mateus Gamera. And if we're being honest, Benson Henderson was the original Mateus Gamera. <laughs> if, he, if he wins that fight... Because that's that's a triple crown, man. We can't we can't ignore that. That 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 has to be respected. If he, yep, WC, UFC, yeah, and Bellator, gotta gotta respect it. If he gets it, and he also well, did he beat Gilbert Melendez? I, did they? Ever, I don't think they ever fought. I'm thinking Josh Thompson. That's what. Yeah, it was. yeah, yeah. He did. He did. he did beat Gilbert Melendez. He did. I remember now. It was on Fox, and everybody was mad. Was that one of Gilbert's trash fights that I just, like, blocked out yeah. of my mind? It's one of the ones where everybody was like, Gilbert won. Fuck. Oh, yep, yep, yep. I'm looking. That was in 2013. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> well, I completely blocked Daniel Cormier beat Frank Mirror and um, Josh Thompson knocked out Nate Diaz. I completely blocked this fight out of my mind. So, technically speaking, Benson Henderson was, at one point, the lineal strike force lightweight champion. Right. So, we might as well just give him, like, the four beat if he yep. wins. Or the, the, the four crowns. There you go. So, yeah. It's like the EGOT. Hey, right. <laughs> the EGOT of MMA. So, Benson Henderson wins another belt. Y'all will be hearing from us again. Um, but that is all we have for today. Thank you guys for listening, watching. This will be up on SoundCloud. This will be up on YouTube, Spotify, all of the normal places. Uh, but shout-outs to the Tumblr homie. Shout-outs to the Twitch homie. Shout-outs to everybody listens and enjoys um you know we're always around in the streets on tumblr on twitter both of us so you know if you want to talk mma you know or just whatever you want to talk about we're, we're around we're out here but it is uh three in the morning so gonna go to sleep but <laughs> appreciate y'all for listening y'all stay safe out there Y'all stay hydrated out there. This has been another post-retirement episode of the Dojo Talk Podcast. And we will see y'all the next time we see y'all.